Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is a podcast from Minute Media. This podcast is sponsored by The Coldest Water, a company at war with hot. They believe that the coldest things are the best things in life. Built for athletes and high performers, they are famous for creating the coldest water bottles to the coldest pillow to the coldest ice packs. They have even developed the coldest dog bed and dog bowl to keep your furry friends cooler during the hotter months. Get 10% off your first order by using the code CBC at coldest.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we're coming to you from a couple of different places on the internet. We are live on YouTube. We're live on Crowdcast. We are coming to you later on a variety of podcast platforms. And most importantly, we're coming to you. Yeah! We're coming to you from a bunch of different states in the United States. For example, I'm in New York, which is wild. Tell us about it. Yeah, I know it's crazy there. It's it's all right. It's about like fifty degrees or so. And Pete's in Pennsylvania. That's crazy. And uh, I think we're good. We don't need to really establish where anybody else is. Yeah. That's right. Zeroed out. Um, I'm in the Pennsylvania of the Pacific Ocean, <laughs> uh, Hawaii on Maui. It's one p.m. here. I got wow. a beer kicking, and I'm a professional person. <laughs> awesome. Well, listen. Thank you for Damn calling you. in. If you if you have to leave to go to a pine tree and pine tree palm tree at any point feel for i don't I'm know check out the hawaiian pine trees <laughs> alex i feel like you've mistaken um uh, hawaii and canada yeah is that, uh... what's to the uh, hawaii is the island of the uh, north i don't know <laughs> Uh, we got a big, big news in the uh, comments here. There's a new garbage plate spot in Brooklyn called Brooklyn Hots. Pete, will Ooh. this be enough to move you back to um, our fair city? Oh, I'll check it out. I'm not scared. <laughs> great. This is going great. Uh, we have a bunch of guests for you that we're going to bring in a, in a little bit in a moment here. But a couple of things to talk about. First, we should kick it off doing, as we do every month, thanking the amazing folks on Patreon who support us, oh, patreon.com slash comic book club. Anybody who supports the $5 above level, we do a little thank you here at the beginning of the month. So that's the list of names you're about Woo! to hear. Kicking it off with Oidis Larson. Aaron C. Hollis. Adam Marks. Adriel Moreland. Alana Fontenot. Amanda Harris. Amy Gonzalez. Andrew Prima. Andrew Tillman. Wow. Beer Cat, PhD. Benjamin Brown, Carly W, Chris Leatherman, Christina Jamalino. <laughs> nice. What is this accent? Chris Terlizzi. That's the I'm scared of this name accent. Uh, Clemens Luair. <laughs> Curtis LaRock. D-Man Ryan. Dan Snow. Daniel Cabrera. Daniel Fuentes. <laughs> Daniel Warden. Danny Heck. Debbie Gloom. Dennis Scott. Derek Mainhart. Dylan LJ. Eduardo Martinez. Emmett Quish. Aaron Dorian Shout. Jeffrey Risher. Gerard Divilla. <laughs> Isaac Carter. Jake Fry. James Connolly. James Kurtz. Jason Donahue. Jeffrey Wiley. Jolene. John George. 
Jonathan John. Jonathan McCool. Joshua Gibson. Joshua W. Bronson. Julian Lobato. Catherine Anderson. Casey Newhaven. Kevin Grimes. Kevin Kleinrock. Kieran Broderick. Cody Thomas. Kyle. Lee Brown. Luana Thomas, get that cat its treat. <laughs> Luke Asink. Mark Carillo. Mark Zeller. Matt Tice. Megan Thigpen. Michael Tillman. Mitchell McDonald. Nate Nathaniel Diaz. Nick Grayson. Off-White Savior. Official CBC chef, Breck Macris, a.k.a. Straight Bullies. Omnia Solar. Oren Dix. Pablo Martinez. Pedro A. Wrangle. Pete's Pretty Kitty. Prime that Time. Polly G. We got the Rev Mikey here. Rob Bliss. Robert Apedonato. Sarah Schottmuller. Sarah Schaefer. Scott Carpenter. Scott England. Sherry Rudnick. Stanley. Steve Cook. Tamela Rush. Taylor Bryan. Terrible Jason. The Big Flood. The Twelve Banch. Thomas Glenn. Victor Perez. Will Buchanan. And Zika's Viral Comics. Thank you, everybody, for supporting us. Regardless of what level you support us at, we appreciate it. Again, if you would like to support the show, patreon.com slash comic book club. You get access to our entire back catalog of podcasts stretching all the way back to 2011, as well as our Patreon Slack, where we mostly argue about food, among other things. Now, speaking of food... Let's get to the second item of business here. Our, as mentioned, CBC official chef, Brett Macris, has been curating cocktails. This one, we had one suggested on Slack by Will, a Comte de Sirop. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm sorry. Perhaps. Uh, Whatever it is, it's Gin Saint Germain, which is an elderflower liqueur, and Campari garnished with an orange and lemon rind and it's good it's very i mean strong. this is a it's cocktail good. if i was around a bar i would mm-hmm. definitely be making this this is like a negroni like a lighter airier negroni a springtime negroni we could even call it that's uh, a great way love all it. these ingredients uh so good i've never had the saint germain before so i was excited to try it out so thank you will for suggesting oh. it thank you brett for curating it and all of you check it out out there if you like to drink Next thing to mention, we have been asking you all for suggestions of graphic novels, trade collections, etc. in the iTunes comments. Leave us a rating. Leave us a suggestion. Even if we've reviewed it recently or maybe you want us to check back in it or we missed it in some way, you can suggest it to us. This week on The Stack, we're going to be reviewing Spider-Man Rain, which was suggested. Yes. But we got a new suggestion here I wanted to read. This is from ZurNR45 on iTunes. I look forward to each episode of this podcast. I've been a lifelong comic book fan and collector, and it's fun hearing the three hosts talk about comics with such passion. You can tell that they all love what they do and that they are good friends. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. Let's not push it. Let's not push it. It reminds me of the comic hags I have with some of my friends I have converted to the medium. I would love to hear you discuss and review Batman Dark Victory. We always hear about the long Halloween, but Dark Victory isn't mentioned as often. Another run from the 90s I'd love to hear your review on is Grant Morrison's JLA Rock of Ages. Well, easy. I mean, you can't just drop a bunch on us like that. You know what I mean? Well, I I think we... I like both, too. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's do it. Let's do a double back-to-back. Back-to-back. We'll do it it over the course of two stacks, so we'll give it space. But uh, we don't want to encourage people to do this. He can't... Mad. Pete, you're, you you're being a real cop about these comments. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you are. Pete's a cop. Pete's always been a cop. Yes. No and as we know, all cops are booksellers. Booksellers you... oh, uh, who are nice. suggesting comics to us. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, what's the library comic you like so much, Pete? Book Hunter? Book Hunter, yeah. Yeah, you're See, being a real cops book, are hunter. book hunters. There you go. Nice. Nailed it. Uh, speaking of nailing it, let's bring in our, the first of our amazing guests because we got a ton of them this show. The first two folks we're going to try to bring in here. Maybe we had some tech issues before the show, but Justin Belmont and Pops Vance said from Smokes the Fox and Woo. Weaponized Werewolf, which are both currently on Indiegogo. This is a successful campaign, which is very exciting. 
Um, and we'll see if they can uh, come in to talk about that. Welcome to my life. Oh, boy. Whoa. Here we got Pops Van Sant popping in with some barking dogs and immediately muting. We'll see if Justin is able to come in as well. Oh. Hey. Hey, there we go. Hello, Justin. Hey. Thanks for coming. Yeah, I, wasn't uh, first... able to get, I wasn't able to get my green screen uh, working, so. Listen, it's man, green. you got a nice, clean background, so that's the important part there. We'll drop in a screen later and post, and it's going to yeah, be Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, nah, don't promise that. You, should <laughs> you, gonna you were going to invite me in right when the dogs went off. I just knew it was going to. That's what happened the first time. That's why I had it muted because I didn't. No, we actually on the podcast we always add a low uh, sound of growling dogs throughout yeah. the entire thing to, to make it a little more obvious. So we sort of weaponize our werewolves. <laughs> oh, I get it. You're uh, teeing this up now. First of all, congratulations on the successful. Indiegogo, you are fully funded with, as we're timing this, there are four days left. But uh, Justin, tell us about Smokes the Fox and Weaponized Werewolf. Uh, Smokes is a character I developed when I was 15 years old, uh, shortly after I discovered marijuana and comic books. <laughs> what a combo. Yeah. Um, back back in the 90s, you know, you had, they had a big indie scene like they do now, but I think now it's actually even bigger. But back then, I collected stuff like, you know, bone, concrete, oh, image yeah, of course, and all the classic uh, Valiant stuff from the 90s. So those are the comic books I collected. And then uh, one day, I was just sketching out, um, just drawing high, and then I came up with a, a headshot of Smokes. And originally, he just has a simple pipe, and I added an X to it, brand X uh, pipe. Right there, you see right there. Yeah, that's one of the first drawings I ever did. So later on, um, I decided to actually do this comic book in uh, 2018, pulled the trigger. I walked up to uh, Mike Barron's table, and I had nothing to lose. And I just asked him, you know, um, would you want to write a pot-smoking fox? My, my <laughs> concept. And I, I thought he was going to say, get out of here, kid, or whatever. And he ended up saying, I'm in. And... Um, so that, that's how that's how it got started. So th this book has been in the back of my mind since I've been 15 years old, and I wow, and I just spent eating at me. I got to do something with that book. I got to put it out. I got to put it out, and I decided to do it in 2018. So it took about three years of developing, but I think I, it's ready to go. And just doing right now, we're just uh, doing the uh, design for the credits page, and that's about it. Cool. Everything else is ready to go. Awesome. Well, talk about working with Mike Barron a little bit. What has that experience been like? It was actually really easy to work with him. Um, I don't know if he's really into UFOs and aliens and stuff like that. So I gave him some video links to watch of what I was going for the concept. Because in this book, there's some aliens that uh, work in this underground facility. And it's, it's a secret base. And it's located on the New Mexico-Colorado border. If you guys are familiar with uh, mm. Dose Bay Base, that's where I kind of got the idea for this uh, for this base in the book. And we, in the book, we call it Project Minotaur. And in, wow. this, in this base, they work with the alien greys, the government, and they create these um, mutants that are half human and half animal. And Smokes is the smartest uh, of these creatures that they create. And Weaponized Werewolf is just a killer. He, he's strong, but he doesn't follow orders. Mm. So that's the thing with werewolves. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be the thing for sure. Yeah. So when you back the book, you actually get weaponized werewolf for free. So when you read both books, you get the full picture. So Smokes doesn't give you the whole picture of the story. But when you read weaponized werewolf next, it fills in the gaps, so to speak. Cool. Nice. So what is it like, given that you have had this successful Indiegogo and you've been thinking about it since you were 15 and you're now, what, 16, something like that? <laughs> I'm, I'm in my 40s. Oh, OK. All right. All right. Well, you've obviously been thinking about it for a while. What is it like seeing that this project is actually coming to fruition? What does that feel like? I'm excited. Um, I knew it was a wild card when I put it out. I wasn't sure how it was going to go. So I was going to make 10 grand or... Uh, not hit my goal, but I, I've been just doing every podcast I can get on. I've been emailing everyone. I've been, you know, hitting the pavement and just ran with it. And every single day I'm doing a stream, two streams, or even three streams in a day. 
So that's a lot of streams. I am Justin. dedicated. I was actually you, hanging out with my parents. Yes. I was hanging out with Mike Barron this weekend, and uh, we had this little small convention. It's called the Wicked West Comic Expo. It's a little small uh, show that was in Loveland, Colorado, and that's where Mike lives in Colorado. So that's cool. Now it's time for the promoter and me to take over because this is how I met Justin. Okay, Um, I've been friends with Mike for a long time. Uh, Well, not long time, but you know, since I started promoting indie comics just over two years ago okay um and everything mike gets his fingers in i promote so that's how i met justin okay and justin has some amazing people not just mike Barron on this you kind of you blipped past a list with people like gerhard and Perrin and tim vigil on it there's some monster artists involved in this campaign doing covers and whatnot and uh Justin just like threw his, just just dove in. Okay, there there wasn't uh, a lot of pre hoopla about it or anything. It was like he he dove out here, and man, I've been doing my best to to promote the heck out of this book. Um, I have a platform myself, not near as large as you guys, <laughs> but um, I have a YouTube channel called Comic Talk with Pops Fanzant. I do a monthly online Comic Con. Uh, nice. Where we have just one creator after another, bang, 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 all day Saturday, all day Sunday, it's it's wild, isn't it, Justin? <laughs> that sounds wild. Where That's are you coming I, to us from? Uh, what the, you have like so much stuff on your wall behind you? Um, yeah. Well, see, this this is the whole thing. It's like these people that have done all this; they give me a lifetime of entertainment. And a couple of years ago, COVID told everybody to sit down yeah and that made me stand up i had a little small facebook group called the comic related madness and there were some pretty cool people in it brian polito was one of the founding members and you know there were some cool people in it so when when emerald city went down it was like brian what are you gonna do and brian's like i'm just gonna ship everything back to phoenix and have me a, a, a sale online next week and he has a huge following, so that was no problem for him to sell all his stuff. But what about all my other friends that couldn't set up a table this week or next week or next week or next week? And CromCon was born. Crom is just the acronym for comic-related madness. That's where ah, you know, that's okay. where the group comes from. Um, this guy, or I mean this guy took everybody's advice when when we told him go out and be on as many shows as you can go out here and get seen drop this link every day in as many groups as you can promote 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 because that's what you got to do if you're new it even with the great names on this campaign that he has as a new as a new guy everybody knows you got to prove yourself you got to come out here and you got to fulfill the book you know um because no matter how at the end of the day, how great the book is, people have to back it. It has to get funded. You got to be able to afford to print it. You got to get it fulfilled and get it out to people. And then book two, it sells on how good book one is. Because if it's good, you're telling your friends. Don't yeah. miss this next time it comes out. Get the back copies and whatnot. You know, you if it's good, people tell each other about it. So... True. No matter how much we we can promote the heck out of book one, but man, the book's got to be good because people that bought it are going to be the ones that are promoting it the next one. You see what I'm saying? It's like, so Justin has been everywhere. He's been, and he ain't lying when he says two, three shows a day. He's been all over the place and and, in in every group just working. And that's what I got uh, Justin, how is your idea? How is the um, the the book changed from when you were fifteen? You obviously were like, "I'm going to kickstart this book in like twenty or so years." <laughs> then, uh, but wow. how has the actual idea changed? It, it's changed a little bit. Um, he's got a. He, we upgraded the pipe. Um, nice. I worked with Gerhard from Cerebus Fame, and we redesigned the character. Um, that's why he has like the same type of eyes as uh, Cerebus. You'll see that. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we made him gray, just like Cerebus. 
Usually yeah. all the foxes you see on, you know, on TV and every show you see, it's always a red and white fox. When did you ever see mm -hmm. a gray fox in a cartoon or whatever? And you see made that? him into an aardvark instead of a fox as well, right? Like that was the last <laughs> little bit. Alex, get out of here with that talk. Come on. And, uh, originally, he just had like a wife beater and a hoodie. Mm -hmm. And uh, later on, we added the uh, mom uniform. You'll mm -hmm. find out when you read the book how he gets that. But the reason why I added that, I thought it was cool. I think it's a cool uniform. And also, I'm, I'm big into, you know, the military movies like War on the Fourth of July, um, mm -hmm. Full Metal Jacket, Platoon, stuff okay. like that. So cool. I thought it was cool. And then, you know, maybe one day I, I get like Billy Tucci to draw a cover or something with military. You know, that'd be cool or something. But. That's awesome. Now, since we were talking about how you got to make the first issue good in order to sell the yeah. second issue, at this point, are you already working on a second issue, or is that too oh, much? Funny of... thing you should ask yeah. because I was just uh, I was messaging Mike earlier, and you know, um, pitching my next book, which will even be bigger than the first book if he's down with the program. So I'm, I'm working with him. So you, he's really busy, though. He has so many projects he's working on. He's working on this project called Lone Star with uh, Pat Broderick. It's a Western. Cool. It looks absolutely cool. amazing. It's probably going to be some of Pat Broderick's best work. I, I um, think it is some of out. Pat Broderick's best work. It's the, the art I've seen is amazing. Amazing. Cool. Awesome. What and advice would you it. have? What advice would you have for any other person out there that's been sitting on a great comic idea that they've had for many, many years for, for both of you to um, to do with that idea? I mean, you go first. If it's a dream and that's what you want to do, I recommend that you do it. But if you're going to do it, you got to do it all the way through. You can't do it half-assed. You can't. You got to do everything yourself in this business. There's nobody helping me really, except for people that let me on the show, like you guys, and it's people that retweet and the backers. But to get those backers, you got to get in their face. You got to show them what you got. You have to pitch to them multiple times sometimes on different channels to get them to back. It might not be the first time they see you pitch that they're going to back. But maybe the third time, and uh, you got to just keep at it. Do not stop. In the beginning, I had like a nervous breakdown because I thought it wasn't good of fun. I was like, "Oh, no one likes this character. What did I do? I just spent all this money, three years huh. of my life, and no one likes him." And then I just next day I like snapped out of it and said, "You got to give this your all," you know. And then I started getting backers, and I just kept on getting booking awesome. as many shows as I could. I must have did over a hundred so far, I think. Wow. wow. And you got a backer, somebody mentioned right here in the comments. So you got the nice. vaunted comic book club bump right here. Yeah. <laughs> CBCB. Yeah, there you go. CBCB. Yeah, yes. there's a stretch goal coming up at 6K where everybody gets a smoke sticker. So a chibi sticker. Cool. Pretty close. You're at, uh, I'm looking at it right now. You have 5,843 with Ooh, four close. days left again as we're taping this. So almost there. Uh, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Congratulations on the yeah, project. Congrats. I'll probably have to let you go because you have five more shows to do today, Justin. But uh, <laughs> congratulations on the success and looking forward to whatever is next. And Pops, thanks for coming uh, I, on too. I did send you an email. I also have something happening, but I still got 50 days to go and I ain't taking away from Justin's time right now. <laughs> That's good. I'd like to come on Wait, the show quick. Mention, mention the name of the project so people can check it yeah, out. Yeah, I, I put a link in there. It's called Enter the Cromniverse. Ooh, it's right. an anthology and it Comics crosses over madness. with like 13 different yep. uh, IPs of other creators. I promote people. That brought a whole bunch of people to one place, made it really easy for me to promote them. That's cool. No uh, guys, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the thank show. You. We appreciate it. Have a great thank night. You. Thank you. Later, guys. All great right. idea. There we go. Once again, that I was... mean, he's promoting people. Those buttons on his hat, he's always working. Even he's, his he's got gears. it. He's got it going. Uh, Justin Belmont and Pops Van Sant. The project is called Smokes the Fox and Weaponized Werewolf. You can find it on Indiegogo right now. Now let's welcome another guest into the stream. He is a return guest. We've talked about, I don't think every issue, but a bunch of them of this book, Adventures of a System Admin. Welcome back to the yes. show, Juan Espinoza. Hello. Yeah. Hey, welcome back. What's up, man? Hey, cool shirt! Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, yeah that's a flex. Ah, that's great. Uh, so, for those who haven't listened to the previous shows or didn't come to the live show, I think that's the last time we talked about you 
talk to you about this book. Um, no, we we've had one on. I think, oh, did we have you man. virtually as well? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I think last year. I think last year, year, yeah. I remember talking yeah. to you, man. I don't know what's going on, man. Adventures of a System Admin, it pulls on your real-life experiences, but also gives it a little bit of a thriller bent, particularly this issue, which I thought was a lot of fun. You want to talk about what's going on in The Sniffer? Sure. So overall, the story is about a dropout um, student that wants to be assistant admin, and he gets hired to this company to, like, fight or prevent hackers from exfiltrating data and in the in, in the sniffer what what is going on is that they are very very close to know the identity of the bigger hacker that they've been dealing with mm-hmm. so that's kind of the whole premises but there's a lot of drama and and people are like on the edge because they are like very uh focus on this guy but uh like emotions are very high so uh mm. people are fighting inside the same team and stuff like that and so that's basically what's going on in the sniffers and the, the sniffer is like a device uh electronic device that if it's connected to your network let's say they connect it in your house i can see whatever you are surfing on the web so even if you type oh. your password and everything i can get all that information remotely from your house to my house well you're stressing oh. me out juan i gotta say because this sounds real this sounds real it is real yeah of yeah. course it is yeah. honestly yes. this comic book is a great source for how technology is working besides being an awesome story with fantastic art thank you yeah that's why i'm trying to um, um put out there like uh, a story a kind of real story with real tools that people can like actually use it in real life or or be aware of it that's basically one of the main points of, of, yeah. my, of my story as always you're delivering a great story here the art's fantastic it was funny uh reading this what's new is since i've been remote uh i've been stressed out about going back to work and going back to offices and like seeing this like definitely triggered me like i had a couple of people i worked with who had really messy offices <laughs> and you could like smell them before you saw them. And some of these offices really just uh, kind of uh, uh, triggered that for me. So uh, uh, the, it the pulls you in. It's a great story that kind of uh, it really pu- uh, pulls you in. And particularly think- this issue. I mean, you've had this before, but this this is a very tense issue, to be honest, reading it, just like everything that's going on with the sniffers, the company's trying to figure it out. What is it like? writing in this thriller style atmosphere um it's fun like um this is stuff that happened like every day and, and since i'm a real assistant admin uh this is stuff that that, that happens every day in, in in the job so it's very fun like to try to tweak some stuff and make it a, in a comic book but yeah this is re- real stuff so trying to make it fun for the for the people <laughs> cool now, uh, now and how the good... it, because oh, go the, the main character sort of bears a bit of a resemblance to someone on this show right now um do you uh how do you do that sort of work-life balance where you're like well i'm gonna write this down and put it in my next comic oh yeah yeah i gotta be um uh, careful because i cannot use most of the stuff that i do at work because i can get in trouble yeah. yeah but the the it war is so big and stuff happened like to every company that i use generic um scenarios and stuff and put it in the book but i there's some stuff that i can obviously i can uh, talk about it even though they might be super interesting but uh, unfortunately i cannot and you have uh, in every issue you put away to hack the back door of your real company right like just information <laughs> yeah. that. that's an easter egg <laughs> yeah it's funny. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm willing to um uh, play you have seven days left in your um seven in your campaign days. Um, I'm willing to pledge a bunch of money if you'll post Pete's uh, PayPal password in the. No, make that happen. Pete, Pete, I mean, Pete is my 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 guy. Pete, is that's right. Good, yeah, good well, people. Well, my guy too, but it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. And and I will mention uh, because we didn't say this up top, you have uh, the second in our line of successful campaigns right now. You're at over two thousand dollars. You. Uh, your goal was $1,900 and you have seven days to go. So that's awesome. If you could keep going, what are the stretch goals at this point beyond the issue itself? 
So the first stretch goal is two prints. One is from the Barian cover, and the other one I I commissioned a tattoo artist. Ooh, he made cool. a like gray like a print. He's from Costa Rica. It's very good. So that's the yeah. first stretch goal. The second stretch goal, um, it should be uh, stickers if I'm not mistaken. Um, okay. like three stickers for each um, backer that backs in the physical, um, tire. Yeah, Oof. I have a couple of more, but hopefully yeah. we get some of those. Uh, and at this point, you've had I think all six issues on Kickstarter, right? So, what? No, I got oh a couple from three to now, so four four issues in, in Kickstarter. Okay, this is my fourth um, campaign. Is what have you learned over that time? I mean, I know that's a very general question because you've done this multiple times for multiple issues successfully. What's a lesson potentially that you well, learned that you could pass on? I learned from the process? pandemic <laughs> that last year's campaign was like a unicorn. Like I cannot, mm. I don't compare all my other campaigns with the one from last year. Because the one last year, everybody was at home. Everybody <laughs> had money right. that they didn't waste, like going out drinking or whatever. So they had money and they just, oh, oh, this is same sister. Interesting. Let me pledge. But now or before that, uh, people that really liked it, the, the idea was the one that, that were pledging. So yeah. that's something that, that I learned. I was hoping like, oh, my God, this next one maybe is the same as the as last year. But I noticed that uh, it's the same as the one before that. One. Okay. So that's something that happened that I that kind of. That's cool. That's so smart. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So I had to tweak some. Well, some I'm glad stuff. you had that spike, though. I'm glad you were able to capitalize on that. Spike yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> why people were home and uh, you know able to pledge? That's great. And I was afraid to do it last year, but I just went. I'm glad you did uh, it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah me yeah. too. Good. It's a good book, man. It's really good. Yeah, thank yeah you, that's thanks. awesome. Awan, thank you so much for coming on. Good thank luck you. with everything. Yeah, great as seeing usual. you, man. Always you're looking sharp. You. Thank you. Thank you. You, you look really. You're dressed so well. It's amazing. Thank you. Beautiful. Where did you get that? Did you get that at comicbookclub.threadless.com? Oh, yes, on, sir. Wow. Oh, <laughs> wow. Right. Right. See a little, little, little back and forth. A little quit pro quo here with some promotions. This is how we do. We're shills. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Juan, thank you for coming thank on. Thank you so great much. Great seeing you, you, man. Take care Thanks. of yourself. Bye. Bye. All right. Once again, that was Juan oh, Espinosa. The project is Adventures so of a System Admin. The sixth issue, The Sniffer, is live right now. It's super fun. And like I said, very tense. I think yeah. it's better, better every issue. I'm just going to yeah. say. You seem yeah, scared. Really you seem is. a little stressed. I'm terrified Are you, right now. Your firewalls are <laughs> working, Alex? Or what's up? I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm getting hacked, I think. My firewalls are getting hacked. Just like yeah. Harrison know, Ford in the movie from. Firewall. Oh, yes, boy. a movie that hasn't aged a day since it was <laughs> All right, let's welcome in another return guest here. He is the creator of yet another crowdfunding project. This time it's Hive Mind, and his name is Plaid Klaus. Hello, how are hey, you? Hey. hey. Welcome, welcome. Hey, I got, to, I got to be with you guys in person. I don't know if you remember a few years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, course. of course. Absolutely. So Hive Mind, another successful kickstarter project three for three here on the podcast very exciting uh but this one you got 15 days ago so there's plenty of time hive mind is i'm trying to think how best to describe it but basically like sci-fi noir does that boil it yeah. down too much or is that fair that's the elevator pitch yeah <laughs> all right nice. uh well give us the slightly longer pitch sure then. what's the idea of the book am i echoing with you guys too no you're great you okay. sound great uh cool so no it's basically about a detective who starts to peel back the onions of an old case that got him kicked out of what's called the hive and uh he starts to discover that society itself might have some machinations that are outside of their control like humans the equivalent and uh he it starts to get darker and darker and as he digs into the case he starts to question his own mind i mean that's I, it's it's hard to summarize it because it's not like a traditional threaded story. And if you guys have read yeah. it, I know the twist at the end is supposed to be like a knife. So yeah. Uh, yeah. that's the short pitch. Stinks. It's uh, it's another great book that you've done. I also really love the 
the uh the changing in the kind of like paneling like we go from like no words just kind of like actions yeah uh, and kind of like uh at a, at a, uh, a more per clip it's very cool um how it uh the whole story flows it's very impressive where, when, when you were looking at where you kind of like thinking about page count that you had to like speed some things up or, or i i really love the pace of it no i mean <clears throat> so i've been an artist for a lot of writers for a while and this is my first journey into writing um mm. on a big scale and i wanted to sort of leverage the medium uh my goal was to use the art of comics to tell the story that you couldn't do in other mediums nice so um Everything was kind of really planned out. Those 16 panel pages, the idea behind that is that what you see at the beginning is then twisted at the end. And they actually overlay um, to reveal different information because the whole premise is that his mind is contained in the hive. So in this right. parallel universe, he has to actually connect to the network to remember anything. <laughs> um, I feel that so, way myself. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like where we're headed. I mean, you think about what a community do a hundred years ago and what they could do now without the internet. And it's kind of, I mean, there's a diminishment of humans ability based on our leveraging of technology. So, I mean, as you're mentioning here, a lot of the book has to do with memory, how we remember mm -hmm. things, when we remember things. So when you're planning out something like that, which is not only a mystery in the quote unquote present, but also something we were embracing the past. How do you tackle that as a writer? You know, I mean, I know some people are like murder board on their wall or timeline. <laughs> some people just have a document. What's your process like? No, it's uh, it's two points. I mean, I have to know where the story's going and I have to put myself in the, both the viewer and the person experience all at the same time. Um, and you don't want to reveal too much up front, but you know what's happening. So I smoked a lot of weed and then I just forgot what I was writing. And then I read it when <laughs> I was to be over. a through line to our <laughs> guest this evening. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't know how I was going to talk smokes the Fox, but <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, no, but I mean, it's, yeah, that's the question is like, how do you make sure it's balanced? And I would constantly reread and reread and make sure that the reader was understanding what was happening as it's happening and put faith that I knew I was going to deliver at the end, the final drop of the hammer. And I mean, my biggest fear was with Lost. You know, I think they were very good at teasing and teasing and teasing, but they, hmm. they weren't good at delivering at the end. So I've never thought of that before. Alex, that tracks yeah. with what you're thinking, right? Yeah. Alex <laughs> real lost apologist last season apologist. So yeah. Love yeah, the last I season. It. Love I, it. I, I, I felt it could have been stronger, but I don't know. Yeah. Like Memento being a contained movie and the concept was known. It's easier. I think what the problem with loss is that it's a TV series. So they actually benefit by drawing it out, which is, I think something yeah. media is learning now because everything's, on television now, all the good stuff. Listen, Glenn, thank you right. so much for coming on. I don't appreciate the personal attacks. On, um, <laughs> Are, did you write for Lost? I, I no, but I have a In box set behind oh, okay. me. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. I mean, I love I love watching thing. season one, two, and then three. I was like. Well, to be fair, if we really want to get into it, they were like that too. Yeah. David Lindelof yeah. and Carlton Cuse were like, season three is pretty famously the one where they told ABC, like, we have to come up with an end game. We just wrote an episode about yeah. Jack's tattoos. Yeah. What are we doing here? So, yeah, I mean, so that's why I get real position. quick, Alex. Yeah, <laughs> you, you're, they're in a tough position. And I don't, that's why I don't uh -huh. know why you're still backing this final season. They clearly were like, oh, we don't know. We don't know how to drive. We're just at the maybe it's wheel just of crazy all car. a dream. Yeah, that's uh, never been done. Before, why right? are you? Why are you getting into this? Why are we doing this? This is hurting. This is hurting my soul. I'll stop. Right I'll stop twisting. It's, it's all just a counterpoint to this great book that yeah, is this book so much and better. Has an ending yeah. in mind from yeah. the jump. Yes, that's totally fair. I did what I asked you, Plaid. What is it like writing for yourself as an artist and yeah. drawing for yourself as a writer? Like I said, I just get so high that I don't know which ones which. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's fun. I love it. I do full script because I feel like you have to really know what's happening on paper before you can start drawing or you get into corners that 
aren't are lost like i guess but <laughs> I mean, do you, is there a point when you're drawing the stuff where you're like, ah, God damn it, me as a writer, or does it make it a little freer because you are able to change it back and forth and you're not necessarily, say, waiting for notes from the writer like you were on Void Trip? Or no, it's projects. different hats. And actually, I wonder, because when you're writing, it's so vivid in your head. And as an artist, it's very hard to extract that yeah. and make it right which when you're collaborating can make something new and even more interesting. But when you're collaborating with yourself, you're just judging everything you know it could be. <laughs> so. Wow. So Sounds what like do you think? you're having a real mental break. <laughs> <laughs> well, what would you want to do going forward? I mean, obviously yeah. you have all these tools at your disposal now, right. but in terms of upcoming projects, do you feel like, you want to write something for yourself again? Do you want to just sort of back off and be like, okay, I'm just going to do the art or you're so jazzed about the writing. That's where you're more leading into. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it's like the 10 of cups, if you know anything about Sarah. So too many choices, but I think what I want to do is a little bit of everything. So mm -hmm. because I can handle the full range, I'm probably going to do more publications and work with writers, but then also do like my side projects on long-term. And I'm actually going to start building a team to keep, pushing hive mind oh cool so i want to i want to promote some artists that maybe aren't as known but like i love their style and have them team up and then that's that's where i'm going so we'll see we'll talk about that a little bit more if you're going to be pushing hive mind obviously you have 15 days but are you thinking beyond that at this point oh, yeah. or are you thinking about continuing the story yeah yeah it's a three volume arc mm -hmm. in the same way that the first volume is completely thought out the next two are as well. So it'd be a shame for me not to get to them because actually right. one ends solidly, but then I fuck your brain again with two <laughs> and then nice. one more time with three. So, uh, yeah, I want to get and through. And that's where the those. characters are just playing a game of chess on the beach or something, right? Yeah, well, no, there's chess right. in it. I don't know. That's the worst. You know, I'm not going to defend and the second not, to last episode a, of Lost. No, but Justin. it is. it is like a four or five dimensional chess. I, you did spoiling. the chess you did do in this was really great. Thanks. I was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was really tripped out in, in Thanks, all the right guys. ways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me ask you guys, um, what was your reaction at the end? Just out of curiosity. Like, were I you like, it. we like, it makes sense. What the fuck did you go back and read it once more or, Pete, you're about to. Well, yeah, I thought I I was like I uh, I I definitely didn't I wasn't like aha I knew it <laughs> right good. I was kind of like oh shit yeah okay and cool. then it was kind of like well, yeah. I just peek I yeah. just want to peek back it's such a like, it's such an awful haunting thing to do to a hero <laughs> <laughs> I think you said it best when you said it's like a knife you knifed yeah. us yeah yeah, yeah right in our brain. but there's a redeeming factor in the second volume. All right. Well, I don't know. Well, that no. uh, that's a good tease. That's a good reason for people to pledge this, better. I think. Yeah. To get the second one so they can keep the, exactly. the story going. <laughs> uh, as mentioned, you got 15 days left. You're already successful, but hopefully even I'm more so lazy. I was listening in. to the last guys. He was like on all these podcasts. I literally was like, I'm just going to see what happens. And I put it up <laughs> there. And luckily, I have a lot of old fans that were like super generous and oh, nice. That's and nice. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. Plaid, congratulations. It was great Thanks, seeing yeah, you again. It's amazing. I appreciate it. The I missed so the beers cool. from last time, but I had a good time. Uh, nonetheless. I, got a, I, got some. I know I didn't bring mine. Where are you at? Where are you at? <laughs> <laughs> That's not you, Plaid. I know. Awesome. Great seeing you. <laughs> Have All a right, great you night. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, take care of yourself. Great to see you, man. Right. Good Once luck. again, that was Plaid oh, Klaus. The project is called Hive Mind. It is on Kickstarter now, and it is awesome, so definitely check it out. Yeah. This podcast is sponsored by The Coldest Water. Get 10% off your first order by using code CBC at coldest.com. Hi, everyone. If you're looking for a new pop culture podcast and you need something that doesn't set its bar too high or low, then our podcast is for you. I'm Luke, and with me as always is Nick. Join us for our bi-weekly pod centered around all things pop culture related. In our second season, we're talking all things 2021 through to early 2022's films, games, TV shows, and more. We also have our monthly in-depth series. This season, we're focusing on Batman, covering films, comics, animations, 
and will culminate in the release of The Batman in March 2022. We'll have guests, spoilers, jokes, and the occasional bad language. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and on social media at ConsistentlyPod to keep up to date. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe for extra content. Join us every other Wednesday for a consistently okay time. And folks, we are going to move to our next section, which is my favorite section, because you all make it up into your audience questions. <laughs> and for audience questions, pretty straightforward. But if you're watching on YouTube, drop a question about literally anything in the comments over here on Crowdcast. Drop it and ask a question. Already see a couple in there. Before we get into it, though, you guys know what I'm drinking. I'm drinking tonight's cocktail. What are you guys drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a little uh, vodka and uh, Wawa green tea. Wawa? Yeah, okay. a little Wawa green tea. Wawa nice. Green tea. Who is their tea sommelier? <laughs> I don't know, but they do good stuff. You know what I mean? Do you just yeah. have like crates of vodka at home or what's going on? Maybe. Oh, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> Justin, <laughs> what about you? You're drinking some uh, Kona? Or something like that. Uh, it yeah, is Kona. Good call. Big, <laughs> big this wave. This is a very, very tiny, expensive plastic cup beer from the hotel bar. Uh, that's kind of the best beer, in the world. That's good stuff. All that's right. Why don't we move to some there. questions here? We got one. This is from Kevin. What's a non-superhero group from TV or other media you'd like to see a superhero version of, like the Super Globetrotters or the Robonic Stooges? Wow! Wow! Kev, Kev. Jesus. So a non-super. He's eighty-five. Team. The guy is eighty-five years old with these references. No, he's not. He's Kevin? No, 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 he's not. Uh, I understand <coughs> them all, and it, it makes me question myself. Um, oh, non-superhero team. Well, yeah. I mean, when he says like stuff like that, I want to stay in the same genre. It'll be like, all right, a team, or uh, you know, mm-hmm. that's a good answer. Yeah. I guess I would say the um, the main reporters from 60 Minutes. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Could juice them up. I was going to say the editorial board of the Washington Post. So Yeah. Wow. There you go. News warriors. Guys, the real nice. superheroes. I would say the Daily Show. Sure. Uh, <laughs> You're talking about original Daily Show era. Well, when you guys say definitely. news, definitely. that's where okay. my mind goes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get all get my you. news from old A-Team episodes, though. So, <laughs> Smart. Yikes. Smart. I don't know much of what's happening. Yeah. Face uh, is good looking. Headline. This is from Jolene with the X-Men eventually being introduced in the MCU and the largely sexless nature of the MCU. Sure, Eternals had a sex scene, but I don't think there was any passion. Excuse me. I just want to stop here talking about passion in the Eternals. When they're lying on top of each other, one of them moves like a little bit like a little bit and they seem to be there. So that's how sex happens. As far as I'm that's right. I was so turned on. I had to leave the theater. (laughs) How well do you think they will be at adapting a group that is so inherently queer, another weak part of the MCU and horny as the X-Men? I do think. Great question. Yeah. I think we all know the answer. They won't do that part of it. <laughs> so I mean here's the thing that is tricky about the X-Men and I don't mean this like negatively tricky it's more tricky in terms of decisions is X-Men can be used as a metaphor at this point for literally anything like literally yeah. any underserved group certainly queer as a metaphor is 100% valid race as a metaphor is 100% valid there are so many different things that they could talk about <clears throat> there's been a lot of talk like over the years in particular, I've seen things like, oh, Denzel Washington should be Magneto, and then, I don't know, somebody else should be Professor X, and then we lead into that aspect of it. Or, like you're saying, there could be the queer aspect of it as well. I think the thing that I've been thinking about, because there's been so much talk about it, is whatever they do, and I know this is like a little bit of a cop-out, but I want them to just do a strong choice. And I mean that like... I don't want to see like 1960s X-Men or here's the X-Men again. And I think honestly, that's the thing that's probably holding them up a little bit right now beyond getting a distance from the Fox franchise, because that ended in the worst possible way. Well, Uh, and I think that's what they, they didn't make a choice. They were just like, these characters have superpowers and they just did that. Um, So, and I, 
it's I think it's hard for them to make choices. I think the MCU distinguished itself in the individual movies by making a strong genre choice. Um, so I would hope they could come at what uh, the metaphor would be for a modern X-Men movie through that. Uh, because I don't think they're going to make a big choice when it comes to like really nailing down this as a, a queer metaphor or race metaphor or any generational differences, anything like that. Pete, what about you? Uh, you know, it, it's, it's hard. Uh, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, Zal's about the hard choice. I just hope that they do update it and kind of do something, uh, you know, if if they do find a genre that fits, I know they tried to do kind of like uh, the horror kind of uh, feel for that one movie with um, the new Phoenix mutants. in there. Yeah, New Mutants. New mutants. Yeah, and uh, that was an interesting idea and, you know, kind of brought a freshness to something. Um, so I hope maybe somebody finds kind of a window or a way in that makes sense. Um, but yeah, the worst thing they could do is just kind of rush something, but, um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So far it's, it's been kind of a shit show, but, uh, you know, the other things have been really successful. So we'll see. Well, let's see. Obviously we have professor X coming in the Dr. Strange movie. No one could argue with that. At this point, right? uh, yeah. I, I wonder, I wonder how they're going to deal with that in retrospect. Like, I also think a very waffly choice would be just like, just kind of introduce them, you know, like we have Professor X here and then like, oh, Hugh Jackman shows up in another movie through multiverse stuff or whatever. That would be a bummer to me. I'd rather like figure out what it means and why we're doing this, you know? I feel like they're sort of the the safer choice that I bet they make is uh, a generational thing, like sort of um, young people versus like boomers mm -hmm. versus zoomers kind of a thing. So it can be like a punk counterculture idea that they would take shape or we could they could listen to Pete and make it about um, giving short people their chance. Hell yeah. And finally doing a Wolverine in actual size. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, we will see what happens. They're going to do it at some point. Uh, this is from Josh H. Were there any characters, comics or otherwise, that you guys would constantly draw? My favorite was Nightcrawler. Ooh, Ooh great question. question. Draw. Draw comic book. I would do uh, Ghost Rider a lot because I could draw a bike and a flaming skull. That what? Nice... That's so hard. Wait, you was on a bicycle? Yeah, it was like a, just a shitty bike, and then it would just be the flaming skull would be the, uh, the oh, fun shit. part, which Pixar then turned into happen, Pete. And then give us that her. doodle. Give us that Pete LePage doodle. I don't pit. have those anymore. Are you kidding me? I was Pete's the doodle page. That's what we want to see. <laughs> I'm sure you can still do oh, it. I'm sure it's God. still in your muscle memory, Pete. Oh, Bring man. it to us. I definitely um, tried. This is not a good answer, but I definitely tried to like. I would try tracing the characters with uh, tracing paper and then trying to draw it freehand. And I was like, this looks bad. So I didn't have a specific character that I did. I just tried it. That's all. I and would, it was X-Men characters, definitely. Yes. X-Men is definitely what I would draw. And I would do like uh, the look of the character would always be based on an actual X character. And then mm. I would be like, but this rogue clone has fire powers or something but there's wearing a tiny jacket in spandex uh so i was definitely doing a lot of that and oddly tiny jackets like... make sense you love tiny shirts right and that's where i first um decided to love uh clothes that were ill-fitted i mean i do think i mean look at the shirt i'm wearing it's got it's stripes. ridiculous i'm wearing a superhero uniform essentially <laughs> in a normal day i'm in around professionals that i work with uh I also would randomly draw a lot of like late nineties Avengers, like black Knight. I would do oh. sort of that look a lot because I'd like sword his sword. Hmm. Uh, why don't we move over here to YouTube? We got a general Dude. question. This is a, uh, a, a point of order. I guess we would call it oh, This is from Jaron Townsend. Can I recommend a trade paperback for review? I unfortunately do not have an iTunes account, or an Apple device to use to leave the review. I did leave a five-star review on Spotify, though. So what do we think? Can wait, wait, what this, what's this person's name? Jaron Townsend? That's too much like Nat Townsend, is it? Are we, is, this isn't a trap. It's not <laughs> See, a trap. Once and for all, it? his name is Nat Townsend. So if you're going to punch this man, at least know his name. <laughs> 
Nah, yeah. I don't have to. Uh, I would say <laughs> yes. This is fine. Obviously, we can take recommendations. I know we're asking for it in a specific place. It's good for organizing it there. Um, but if you have a recommendation for us and you don't have an Apple account or anything like that, maybe shoot us an email, comicbookclublive at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, not that, Towson. Just listen. You send this to <laughs> us at the email and say, hey, you mentioned this on the show. And I did a review on Spotify, and we can uh, we'll get we'll get you in there. All right, just Absolutely. hit us up on our eBomb World account uh, and leave a comment there. Straight Bullet says, "I sit in too many meetings lately. Can't ninety percent of the meetings be summed up in an email?" Yes. Wow. Yes, they can. Interesting point. Yes, I think so. Yes, I think this man has had too many Comte de Seras, is what I'm going to say. Uh, this is from <laughs> Pablo Dumartinez. What's your take on comics that depend oh, on topics to keep the book relevant? Hmm. Ooh. Hmm, interesting. I what say, keep down? your politics out of my comic books. Oh, boy. No, I'm it's funny. I feel like I can't think of a lot of books that do that. That really, I guess maybe the more like where the whole All premise is built around something. Well, but what what comic book uh, uses some sort of pop culture or topical thing? I'll, as its main uh, not enough course. of them. I mean, to your point, but it's also like like we talk about incessantly. It's a root of the genre. That's where it started with Captain America punching Nazis and Superman punching Nazis and other people punching Nazis. Like, but other things, and we were just talking about X-Men being a metaphor for queer, for race, for a million other things, for punk culture. Like, there's this has always been part of the comic book genre. I'm not 100% sure what Pablo is asking here, but I think what immediately came to mind is there was some YouTube video. The screenshot was being passed around this week. Uh, it was a YouTube review of Morbius, and it was like, Morbius, well, at least it isn't woke. And they were talking about wow. that as a positive thing. And I was wow. like, I don't, first of all, I'm not going to defend, Mor defend Morbius, but this whole Have thing. Have you seen about, like, it? Have you seen it? I was there okay. opening night, bro. Uh, don't talk about. Oh, Pete Fro is talking about Morbius. Uh, we shouldn't talk about yeah. Morbius anymore. It's full <laughs> Morbius shutdown. Yes. Sony shut him down. <laughs> yes. My point being that I think like this whole thing of like keep politics out of my comic books and my comic books movies is fucking stupid. And it's part of the thing I would rather they do it more often rather than less often. One of the tricks, frankly, is the production schedule of comics, which is at least three to four months behind, if not longer, which makes it tricky yeah. to make it like super topical. But I wish they'd do it more. Honestly. I mean, the main people that want to keep politics out of the comic books are the studios who make the movies and television shows. <laughs> they definitely don't do that um, for the most part. So I don't think this is something we have to worry about as an issue. Absolutely. We got one last question here. I know I already asked a question this from Jolene, but up for talking about how people are review bombing Moon Knight simply for mentioning the Armenian genocide. I think this ties nicely into our last question, which is that's fucking stupid. Yeah, I agree. I can. I mean, obviously, people are have a lot of issues, everyone's issues. But the the way that that has become has affected Moon Knight is so uh, just didn't see that coming. I um, mean, and also the other thing is like, well, sorry, dude, just real quick, ignore Rotten Tomatoes audience scores and ignore IMDb scores because they mean nothing. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, uh, I'm not sure what, what happened with Moon Knight and the bombing or whatever. There were just a lot of reviews. Um, of people, The fact that they mentioned, uh, acknowledged the Armenian genocide. There's a lot of people who are that's a major issue for them. So sure. they gave one star reviews, uh, people who are into denying the Armenian genocide, um, bad review bombed Moon Knight. Oh, wow. Okay. I see what you mean. <laughs> that's, uh, that's rough, this has man. been another nice. episode of We Bring Pete the News. Oh, man. Well, I you get know, all I, my news from Comic Book Club. Yeah, I get it's a <laughs> daily show and you guys. So that's all I got. Ah, that's great. Yikes. Piece. <laughs> also yikes alright that's it for our audience questions <laughs> we're going to move it on to our next section which is trivia and for that we're going to turn it over to Pete LePage 
Feed the All right, this, this is the part we give back to you, the lovely audience. It's an opportunity to win 25 free doll hairs in the form of the Midtown <laughs> Comics Online. That's right, it's a Midtown Comics Online gift card. Uh, are we taking first hand up or is there a chosen one? Uh, well, the first hand up guy is actually the guy who I wrote on email today to say, hey, you want to come on? And he never got back to me. Pablo D. Martinez is our contestants today. Wow. Pablo. So there you go. He should be in here any moment to do trivia and potentially, potentially. He win. could take it home. He could. What, Pablo's a sharp What player. if somebody loses, Pete? What happens? It's never hey, happened. Pablo. How are never. you? Never in all the years we've been doing this. Oh, Pablo's got... Hey, Pablo's back. back. Hey! All right, Pablo. You are competing for a $25 gift card. Take it away, Pete. Today's trivia is on topical comic news. And a small nod to the legend Estelle Harris, R.I.P. Please listen to all three options before making your selection. Here we go. Question number one, Pablo. On free comic book day... We get the debut of the daughter of blank. Is it A Thor, B Blade, or is it C Lou Diamond Phillips? So it's either what? A Thor, don't pick it, or it's B Blade. Uh, it's gotta be B. That's correct. Great. B for Blade. Here we go. Question number two. What is the name of the next Superman title that revisits Crisis on Infinite Earths? Is it A, Return to the Crisis, B, Space Age, or C, Andy Garcia? So it's either A, which isn't real, or it's B. 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 You are correct. Pablo Space B. Martinez. Age Superman. Here we go. Last one. IDW is collecting the original comic strip blank and pl- publishing them in order. What is the name of the comic strip? Is it A, Bloom County, B, Family Circle, or is it C, Edward James Almost? So it's either <laughs> A if you would like $25 or you could be wrong. Well, I'm going to be wrong. I'm going to say B, but I'm going to go with A. A is correct. Wow. Yes. Congratulations. Yours. Now, without looking at the comments, do you know what the secret movie that uh, Pete was hinting at? Uh, Stand and Deliver. Nice. Yes. Great job. And let's Ready. give a shout out to... Uh, and I didn't even look at the comments. Okay. I mean, I want to believe you, Pablo, but I don't. Um, I really love that <laughs> Kevin threw out Edward James almost before you said it. Yeah. Kevin is slowly oh, eating. I didn't look at the comments. Swear. I was looking at you guys. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, Pablo. Okay, Pablo. Listen, take your $25 you. gift card and your lies <laughs> and get out of here, all right? Great seeing you, yeah, Pablo. Yeah. Always good seeing you. Yeah. Bye, Pablo. All right. Uh, if you would like to do trivia, I'm going to drop the link here in the comments, or you can check it out online at Comic Book Live on Twitter. In the meantime, new comic books are coming out all the time. What sure are you all the guys? Time. Especially tomorrow. Yes, yeah. especially tomorrow, but also today. What are you guys looking forward to? A lot of it's coming stuff. out. Pete, a lot of great stuff. I'm going to go with Little Monsters number two. Ooh. And Wonder Woman Historia, the Amazons book two. Nice. Justin, what about you? I'm going to give it up to X-Men Red number one uh, by Al Ewing. Um, we've talked a lot about Jonathan Hickman and his departure from the X-Men world. And I feel like Al Ewing is a great person to take that baton forward and really bring us that uh, very similar type of storytelling. Um, very looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to Alice Ever After, number one from Boom Studios. This is by Dan Panosian, who, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name of the book that he wrote, uh, Something of Ravens, uh, Murder of Ravens. I'm blanking uh, on the name, whatever the book is. He is a singular talent. We had him on the live show, and it was a very cool book, so I'm excited to see what he is following that nice. up with. And folks... An that, unkindness of ravens. An I think unkindness of ravens. Thank you. Which we love that book. Yes. 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 
So there you go. All of those books are going to be on the Snack Podcast that debuts in Wednesday at 9 a.m. Both Dibuse. of the Comic Book Club feed debuts. Both of the Comic Book Club feed and its own dedicated Stack feed. And that is it for this week's show. Justin's in Maui. Justin's in Maui. <laughs> Bunch of guests I'll we be- have to thank this week. Plaid Klaus for coming on. Check out Hive Mind, yes, which is on yes, Kickstarter now. Juan Espinoza, Adventures of a System Admin, The yes. Sniffer on Kickstarter now. And Justin Belmont and Pops Van Zandt. Check out Smokes the Fox and Weaponized on Indiegogo. Next week on the show, we're going to have James Kolchaka is going to be here awesome. to talk about Glork Patrol. And Nate Cosby is going to be here to talk about Alter Ego, his new project. Should be a great one. A couple of other things to plug. Riverdale After Dark, a Riverdale podcast, is back posting after the Sunday night airing of the show. Also, Marvel Vision, our Marvel podcast, is recapping Moon Knight. The new episode should be in your feeds at 3 a.m. Very cool. Check that out as soon as you wake up. It should be there. Listen to the podcast first and then watch the episode. Oh, yeah, that'll be Patreon.com slash comic book club to support the show and all the shows we do. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to listen, follow, and subscribe at Comic Book Live on Twitter, Comic Book Club Live on Instagram, ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, good night. Take care of yourself. I'll be back next week with the sun. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.